Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, designed to bring out the best in you and your organization. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach on a mission to create a culture where business is the true balance of head and heart. I work with leaders and companies on how to leverage my brand of kindness to gain powerful results. And I'm Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you shift conversations to identify what works and find ways to build on that success with people, planet, and profit in mind. The Doing Good Business Podcast is the place to learn about transformational leadership qualities and purpose-driven business practices that are essential to success in today's modern market. You can make the world a better place through business, and the business case for that starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. Today is, uh, as you know, if you're following our format, it is the time of the month when we have a guest on for our topic. And Kelly and I are so excited to welcome Mary Fran Bontempo. When we started talking about having April be a topic of humor for the month, you know, Kelly said right away, oh my gosh, I know who we have to have as the guest, is Mary Fran. So Mary Fran is a speaker, an author, a humorist. She has given two TEDx talks, one called Ending Our Addiction to Awesome, the other called The Power of Giving It Up. And we are so excited to have you today, Mary Fran. Thank you, thank you, and welcome. And please share a little bit more about who you are in the world with our guests. Well, thank you both for audience, having one of the two. Super, <laughs> I'm super excited to I'm super excited to be here. Um, so you know, I think the speaker, author, humorist, that kind of sums it up. But I I also say I'm an accidental motivational speaker because none of this was part of my plan. <laughs> you know, by by nature, I'm a writer, so I sit behind my computer, I write funny stuff, I laugh hysterically at myself. And then I hit send and it goes out to the world and I hope people enjoy it. But there came a point in my life where um, I, my son struggled mightily with heroin addiction and mm -hmm. alcohol and all of those like really, really, really dark things. Um, and I found that constantly going towards at least a, I needed lightness in my life. I needed to feel normal. Mm. I needed to laugh, which sounds crazy in that time because it's the last thing that you feel like you should be doing. Um, mm. And yet that little bit of humor, whether it was, a, whether it was dark, dark humor or not, sometimes, you know, you're in those places and you just laugh because it's so absurd where you are. Um, mm -hmm. But that kind of brought me to this motivational speaking kind of thing that I do now. And it really is all about trying to lift people up and humor is the best way to do that. So I am an accidental mm -hmm. motivational speaker. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And Kelly and I talked in our episode earlier in the month about, you know, humor can be when used appropriately. And we always have to caveat that, but humor can really be a tie that binds. It can increase engagement. Yeah. It can increase customer retention and things like that. So I'm really curious, you know, as this accidental motivational speaker and, and I love mm -hmm. where that started, you know, I have some personal experience with addiction in family and friends as well. And I think humor is really important and it's a place where you wouldn't think of it much like the business world is a place where you don't always think of humor. So can you just share some ways that you found humor actually helps you either deliver a message or help companies out there when they're using it? Well, I think it's a great equalizer. I mean, it's, it is mm -hmm. just, it's an inherent part of every single person's humanity, everyone. So when you can reach people on somewhat of an unexpected level, because humor in, in business and work is not always expected, 
But when you can reach them on that level, it becomes an equalizer. And it's, and I know you talked about this on one of your other episodes. It's a way to build a relationship. And all business mm-hmm. at the end of the day is done because of relationships. People want to do business with people that they like. So if you can find a way to introduce humor and lightness into the business world, into your business interactions, you immediately reach people on an unexpected level and you reach them in a part of their humanity that is so important to making them feel that they have a relationship with you. Yeah, I took a training at one point in, when I was in the corporate world, and it was all about, you know, how we relate to people. And the, the training was about, you know, kind of reading the room and saying, is that person operating on the business level or on the human level? And I think that humor really touches people on the human level, to your point. And I love that you're looking at it, you know, it's an equalizer, right? Like we all have a humor, a humor bone, a funny bone, hopefully as a part of our way of being. And that's a really great way to just even the playing field and equalize everyone. Yeah, and I don't think it has to be, I mean, I think we have to be, when we talk about humor, let's let's clarify that it doesn't always mm-hmm. have to be like uh, a yuck fest, a chuckle fest. It doesn't always <laughs> have to be like, oh, oh, oh. it doesn't have to be that. It just has to, you know, it's, sometimes it can just be a throwaway line. Sometimes it can be something like, you know, a self-deprecating remark, like about, I don't know, mm-hmm. what happened at home with your three-year-old that morning, because let's face it, they, they have no no problems, you know, calling us and making us, if you have a swelled head, if you're the big shot at the company (laughs) and your three-year-old tells you to be quiet because you're interrupting, you know, Maui singing on the one or something, you know, (laughs) it's funny. And it, and it allows people to see others in a very human light. So it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be this big, you know, this big thing. It's just about being human and maybe relating something funny that happens to you in your life. So even if someone is operating on that big, you know, CEO kind of level, when you can find those commonalities just in people's experiences that are funny, um, Mm -hmm. it's just, again, it's another way of forging connections, whether you're dealing Mm -hmm. with the people in your business or with your customers. That's another key thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mary Fran, this is Kelly. And and just to stay on that for a moment, we don't generally go here on the the Doing Good Business podcast, but what would you think, because we generally take the negative and flip it to the positive, but that's a very high point, right? Humanizing, creating connection. What do you think for business leaders who are listening to this and might feel a little skeptical about bringing humor into their organizations? Do you see a danger to companies that take themselves too seriously in terms of how they relate to one another, you know, or uh, I mean, you know, what are, what are, what are they missing out on? Right. If, if what are the opportunities that are there that they could be taking advantage of if they're taking themselves too seriously? So when you, as a business leader, when you have your people constantly on high alert and by high mm-hmm. alert, I mean, there's a level of fear introduced there. You are not you are not allowing them to let their creative juices flow the way they would if that piece wasn't there. So when people are constantly in serious mode, it's because they're a little bit worried. They're a little bit right. afraid. Um, and and when you when you don't allow them to come off of that, you there are barriers that people uh, erect when they're afraid. Mm-hmm. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, you're keeping, you're, you're allowing them to put barriers into their work day that if you took that away, you know, people have conversations when they're relaxed that they don't have when they're on guard. And when right. you allow people to be relaxed and you foster a, an atmosphere of lightness, again, it doesn't have to be all giggles all the time, but when you foster or encourage or allow an atmosphere of lightness, you remove barriers that allow people to unleash creativity in ways that they would not if they were on guard. So there's a very real danger of not encouraging people to take those barriers down and look at things out of the box. You know, Mm -hmm. people are afraid they're going to be breaking rules. They're not going to be thinking out of the box. And that's a it's a, you know, that's a real barrier to innovation. It's a real barrier mm-hmm. to creative problem solving. It's a barrier to all of those things. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that, Laura and I, in our last episode, too, about, you know, it's some, it is the unexpected sometimes in humor. That's what makes us laugh. You know, you, you yes. put these two things that don't necessarily belong together. And um, in the context of what you're saying, of course, right, that's, that's the next step toward creativity. And so yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, just that, that idea of, of forging a relationship, any time that you can create stronger bonds between your team members, any time that they can see, you know, your humanity, that mm-hmm. advances the, the whole organization. That, you know, that just, it, it builds team membership. And, I mean, who doesn't need that? And you know what? Who doesn't like to laugh? And when you're right. when you're making people laugh, they're remembering you and they're remembering what you said to them. That's why I use it in speaking all the time, because if I can make a point to someone and they laugh, they will remember it. Mm-hmm. You're so, so right. We uh, well, not we. I often quote my father. I almost feel Laura, like we should probably have him as a guest one time. But um, <laughs> I feel like he is a guest. He's like our right. He's the invisible guest on the podcast. Kelly's and, um, dad, always with us, <laughs> right? But he's a funny guy, and yes. um, you know, people do remember his stories and the impact that he's made on because he tells things in a funny way. And he was an instructor pilot, uh, teaching people mm-hmm. how to fly helicopters in the National Guard. Right? He was a safety officer, so he did give a lot of teaching, and. I know not all of that was unintentional because he knew if, if yeah. you, exactly what you said, right? If you present it in a way, again, you've, you've um, broken down any barriers they might have a resistance. They're laughing. They can take the information in more freely then. So um, I've seen that in action and that's take, why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, listen to the title that you, that your father had. Is there anything funny about that? Right, <laughs> exactly. There is instructor pilot, right. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that he could teach with humor, not, first of all, not only means that they're listening to him, but it also means that he can instruct and offer criticism in a way mm-hmm. that's accepted. And that right. is huge. I mean, when people recognize point, that you're trying Dan. to reach mm-hmm. them on a human level and you're not just trying to, you know, come down hard on them, they're going to take those lessons and they're going to incorporate them in a much more acceptable way than they would if they felt like they were being talked down to or lectured. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so that makes it makes an impact. Love it. I feel like this is really, you know, we hear about and Kelly and I talk about this a lot, you know, like vulnerability in the workplace and bringing your whole self to work. And I feel like humor is 
an ingredient to that. You know, I was talking to a client the other night and, you know, she's a leader and she was trying to figure out how to give some feedback to her team. And we were talking about, you know, let's start with admitting like, hey guys, here's how I've been doing this wrong. And, you know, kind of making it Mm -hmm. funny. Like I haven't been doing a great job at this and guess what? Here's what's going to change and here's what this is going to look like. But really just stepping into owning that and doing it with a little bit of lightness so that people can receive it in the way that you had just said, Mary Fran, and also to humanize her. And I think, you know, for anyone who's listening and that concept of like, what does it mean to bring my whole self at work? What do you mean? And do I just like cry in front of my people? Is that what you mean by vulnerability? (laughs) You know, humor, humor can be a great way to, to practice that, you know, to humanize yourself and to be a leader that makes people feel more comfortable so that they can then be, um, you know, more uh, risk-taking, more innovative and, and all those things that you had just mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, self-deprecating humor where you said exactly what you just said. Well, I really, you know, when you're the big shot and you go, hey, guys, I really screwed this up, you know, and Mm -hmm. and say it in such a way that people feel it's okay to kind of giggle a little bit at the CEO or at somebody who's Mm -hmm. in charge, because, again, it levels the playing field. Now, you have to be thoughtful about it. You don't want to carry that to the point where you're being disingenuous, you know, where people are Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, that's really annoying because that can happen too. But, um, you know, when you, again, when you kind of inject a little bit of that, well, I really screwed that up or, or, you Mm -hmm. know, again, it it allows a leveling of the playing field. It allows people to see your humanity. And then they recognize that if you're admitting to your mistakes, they can admit to their own and find Mm -hmm. a way to fix it. And that's huge huge Mm -hmm. in business because you know who wants to who really wants to look at something and go boy I really I really screwed that one up but if Mm -hmm. you can do that and go all right so we we acknowledge that now let's figure out how to fix it you know and you move on you move away from the idea that it's a shameful horrible thing it's just part of the process and now let's fix Mm -hmm. it yeah no I love that I love that And, and you know I will say like Kelly, take a deep breath. I know we can't imagine anyone not believing in our doing good business model and, you know, the things that we talk about on the show. But Mary <laughs> Fred, like, I'm curious, do you do you encounter people who actually don't see the value in, in humor and, you know, connecting in this way in the workplace? Like what you're hearing on the Doing Good Business podcast? Then you'll love working with Laura or Kelly. Visit doinggoodbusiness.com forward slash the host to learn about them and how their services can help you do good business. Well, you know, I think that it's, you know, as we were just talking about your father's role, his actual title, I mean, I think there are there are businesses and there are roles and where it's such a not natural fit that you, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody hearing, well, you have to lighten up and bring a little more humor and people will be like, what are you kidding me? This is life and death stuff, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, of course there's going to be a resistance. But again, I think it, I think it can go back to, well, what do we mean by that? You know, we're not, we're not, again, I'm not saying that you should be showing funny cat videos all day at work. We're not talking about that. Oh, darn. <laughs> right? But I mean, darn it. Want darn that. it. You know, shouldn't there be a funny cat videos room in like every office and you could just go there and yeah. laugh for a little while? <laughs> but, yeah. But, the, but the, there should be, right? But the fact of the matter is that, again, we're not talking about making this uh, everything having to be a giggle fest. We're talking about recognizing that, you know what, life is funny, even if it's absurdly mm-hmm. funny, even if it's darkly funny. So just bringing that humanity 
into that world and allowing people to be human. You know, Mm -hmm. regardless of how important and how serious your work is, everybody needs a smile break during the day. You just have to have it because, you know, the endorphins and the serotonin and the yada yada, Mm -hmm. you know, the the science supports it. Right. It so does. If you are Mm -hmm. serious, then look at it from that perspective. Hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. The science supports the fact that our people need to feel good during the day. And, mm-hmm. and one way to do that is to allow them to smile and laugh and encourage that occasionally. Yep. A potential sticky wicket, because I wanted to use a funny term. A potential <laughs> sticky wicket that I've encountered from time to time. Well, not from time to time, but go ahead. <laughs> is that a Scottish? Is that part of your Scottish brogue that we heard earlier in the month? <laughs> uh, no, but just, right? I, I should have done that. Say it in a brogue. <laughs> Sticky wicket. Well, a bit of a sticky wicket that I found is, um, it, and I've been in this position where sometimes the the this even if it's self-deprecating humor, right? It 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 could, and it didn't in this situation, but it could, and I'm sure it might be a question on someone's mind who's listening to the podcast today. Is then are you seen as less serious, less valuable? You know, does it diminish your contributions in some way? And I would say that it shouldn't, right? I know we don't use the should, shouldn't words, but Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) it shouldn't necessarily. And it could be like every other comedian. You got to know how to read the room, one, but two, right? You just may have the wrong audience. (laughs) You may not be a good fit for the organization that. Well, yeah, and I. And you know. that's a really valid point, too. I mean, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. So you can't, you know, hop from place to place and go, oh, that's not a good fit for me. So I'll just go right. over here and they'll pay me the same amount of money. And, you know, that doesn't always work. But but I think reading the room is is really, really important. You know, you have to find people. And, and you know, that's not a hard thing to do. If you right. just if you just kind of step back from any situation, you can feel whether it's a good energy or a good vibe coming mm-hmm. at you or or a not receptive one. And again, you know, I go back to saying where you talk about this self-deprecating stuff. I mean, be thoughtful. Hey, you, you don't want to make yourself look like a dummy. First of all, people will right. not believe that and it won't be genuine if they know you're mm-hmm. not a dummy. So don't do that because then automatically, you know, people dismiss it, you know, and they dismiss you at a certain level. And again, it doesn't have to be a big, huge proclamation. It can be, well, I kind of goofed that one up, didn't I? It's a throwaway (laughs) line. Exactly. You know, it's a throwaway line that, like I said, once again, allows people to see, oh, well, gee, maybe she is a human being and not this, you know, CEO Mm -hmm. or CFO robot or whatever. You know what I mean? It's funny. I just said I just said CFO because, you know, people in that world, naturally, they're dealing with numbers. There's very little room for error and all that. That's a world where you really do need to have that level of humanity injected into your Mm -hmm. work life. And again, it can just Mm -hmm. be a throwaway line. We're not talking about reinventing the culture of your entire organization. We're talking about injecting something that every single human being can relate to and can be a leveler for your people and put you on a common ground. And that's the only way you move forward is if you're working together. That's a great best practice really to share, especially for leaders who are maybe not so naturally funny, right? Right. Kind of describing there or in a 
role or a uh, functional area that is not necessarily known for its funniness, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think that's a really great best practice. And I'm, and there may be others that you would want to share for people who are like, I don't know, I just don't feel like I'm naturally funny. Should I be taking, you know, a, a course on Coursera around this? <laughs> or like, what should I be doing? <laughs> Well, but probably you know, not, right? You don't have to be a stand-up comedian. There's, there's none. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. We're Good. not talking yep. about being a stand-up comedian. But I mean, if this is something that you really think that you want to get better at, well, what makes you laugh? What do you right. find funny? What makes you smile? Mm-hmm. Is there some way you can share that with somebody, you know, at work? Like we talked about funny cat videos. Hey, if there's a colleague that you, you know, you kind of want to have a better relationship with or whatever, and there's something that really struck you funny on the internet. That again, we have to be politically correct. It's not offensive. You know, it can't be taken Mm -hmm. out of context, blah, blah, blah. You know, share something like that. If there's, there's, and, and then again, depending on the reception that you get for something like that, then you read the room and you go, all right, well, Mm -hmm. is this working or not? And if it's not, then you adjust. But I mean, Mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I see it like a scale, right? So, and if maybe you can't start at making someone laugh at a a giggle fest, right? (laughs) Then you you could start with making them smile, right? Because that would seem like a good first step. Mm -hmm. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And again, it's all about seeing us, you guys talk about bringing your whole self to, to work. Well, this is part of yourself and it's the good part. It's the part that Mm -hmm. you want to feel. Who doesn't want to be happy all the time? So, okay, that's not going to be possible. But at least if you can keep it on a level of awareness that it's not a bad thing to be smiling at work. It, in fact, (laughs) increases your performance level. It increases your connections. You know, let's look at it scientifically and recognize the value in it. And then again, like you said, it doesn't have to be, you know, okay, it's time for our comedy break. It doesn't have to be that. But what can right. you say or do to make somebody smile and lighten things up a little bit? I mean, God knows mm-hmm. we need that in this day and age. Well, I think of it like a tool. I mean, humor is yeah. a tool, you know, just like anything else. Like if you were hanging a picture, you wouldn't go for a chainsaw. You would go for a hammer. <laughs> so, you know, like humor is a yeah. tool to bring into yeah. your professional life that you can use and you know at times when humor is the right tool then you go to it right like admitting a mistake humor is a great way to do that and you know some of the work or a lot of the work actually that I do with my clients this is Laura is helping them work on how they talk to themselves and that inner critic voice that we all have and like humor is a great tool I mean I, I asked a client the other day and you know we were talking about this that belief of you know there is if I work more, then I won't ever feel like an imposter. So, you know, around the imposter syndrome, and I was like, well, how much work is it? I'm like, that's how much work is it that you actually have to do? Like, let's just quantify it. And we were laughing about it and using like a very serious situation where this person is really feeling like, you know, she works in a very male dominated industry and was, you know, butting up against a lot of that, but just really like, let's lighten this up a little bit. And in another situation, you know, we're talking about like trying something with a group of people around the table and there was so much debate. And I finally just looked at him. I said, guys, it's not a kidney. Let's just try it. If it doesn't work, (laughs) we don't have to continue. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, we'll try it for a couple months. And if it doesn't work, it's not a life decision. It's a-okay. So like, those are just some impacts that I've seen recently, really within the past couple of weeks of my work. You know, what are some of the impacts that you've seen, um, you know, when you're doing this work with folks and with businesses? 
Well, first of all, let me say that I love the idea of it being a scale because, you know, some yeah. days it's going to fly and some days it's not. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to you have to recognize that it's going to be a fluid thing like everything is. But I think right. when things like that fall flat, we tend to clam up We're like, oh, I can't do that again. Well, you know what? <laughs> yes, we can. I mean, yeah. yes, right. we can. I mean, again, it just depends on the on the moment. And and again, sometimes things are gonna are gonna fly. And I mean, even with myself, it's really funny because you know I I, I preach positivity and and motivation and lightening things up and all that. But there are nights where I'm sitting on the couch whining and complaining <laughs> and you know crying to my husband, and he'll say to me, you know. There's this woman on the internet that you should really look her up. Her name's Mary Fran Bocchetto. And she talks, and I'm like, oh, she's stupid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> well, it so, turns out you're see, human. I mean, thank God. <laughs> exactly. But that's exactly the point. So, you know, we we have to recognize that this is part of who we are. This is something that we have to allow and encourage because it does have scientifically proven benefits and, mm-hmm. um, and, and recognize that again, some days it's going to just like anything else that you do at work. Some days something's going to work and some days it's not. And you just have to be willing to go, well, okay, that wasn't the day for that, or it just didn't fly or it just didn't feel right or whatever. But then you move on. Like you said, if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. then you try something else. You know, right. nothing, thank God, very few things that we deal with, most of us are make or break it moments. And mm-hmm. if they are, then you you treat them accordingly. But if yeah. it doesn't work, then you just either don't do that again or you try something different on another day. Yeah. And I think you can even use humor in that circumstance. Like if it doesn't land, that's a great opportunity to just laugh yeah. at yourself and be like, oh, that was a really poorly timed joke. Sorry, guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or also, you know, you say, what, what guys, too, like too soon? Like, should I not have said like, this too soon for that? <laughs> yep. Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean again, you know, there's there's also nothing wrong with looking a little dopey sometimes. I mean, right. again, you know, I it it's it's an equalizer and once we start mm-hmm. to remove and again, I'm not talking about removing the respectful hierarchies that you have in business. Right. Those things are there for a reason. But again, being able to reach across those barriers and pull your team with you is so important. And humor is one way to do that. Mary Fran, this is Kelly. And you were so generous and you are so generous in sharing your, your personal story and um, of what led you to become an accidental motivational speaker. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm thinking about that also, not, but, but also in terms of, companies that are going through crisis you know can Mm -hmm. do you see parallels where companies might be able to use humor utilize incorporate right um humor as a way of recovering through crisis whether that's financial crisis or you know customer crisis whatever however they might define that or or maybe there are only certain ways in which it works but i would be really curious as to your thoughts on that well, I think that's a really good question. And I think, you know, there are different kinds of humor. Um, the thing that mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. about using it in crisis times is that it's like, you know, when you're in a crisis, you're in a pressure cooker. You have right. to let off some steam. 
Um, and very often when it's in times of crisis, that will be in the form of a dark humor, you know, like where people laugh at funerals, like that kind of stuff, right, where it's right. really not funny, but we, you just have to let off a little bit of steam. And very often that can take the form of, like I said, a, a dark humor kind of thing. You know, for example, people would say to my husband and I, when we would share a bit of, of our story, when David was in the midst of his addiction, you know, they'd say, oh, well, you have to take it just one day at a time. And we would look at each other, we'd get hysterical laugh, and we'd be like, well, you've clearly never lived with a drug addict, because you right. can't take it one day at a time. You know, it's like 15 minutes. And it right. wasn't funny. It's not ha-ha funny, but it's like, oh, my God. It's, oh, my God, this is insane funny. You know, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's the kind of funny that you go for, because very often when we're in the middle of these crisis situations, we're, we're in a state of like, oh, my God, what the heck am I going to do now? Well, even that can be a release. Even that can be kind of a funny, light moment. And we're talking moments in those situations where you just let yourself let a little bit of the pressure off, because otherwise you're going to explode. You mm -hmm. have to release some of the okay. pressure so that you can, as I said earlier, get back to that creative problem-solving mode because that's where right. you need to be in crisis. Well, thank you so much for explaining my nervous giggle because <laughs> <laughs> I do have oh God, that. You know? always had, always had <laughs> one of those two. Other weird things Kelly and Laura have in common, the nervous giggle <laughs> or the like laughing at inappropriate times. It's just, it's an energy release. It is. It, it really is. is. And Laura and I are just fusing into one person, but I, you know, I've had that and people, you know, people look at me and they're like, why is she laughing? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, cause I can't stop. That's why I'm laughing. Right. Do you think I choose right. to be doing this? And it's not <laughs> but it's my body's way of forcing yeah. that, you know, stress response, a more positive stress response when some seemingly there's nothing funny going around anywhere. <laughs> But sometimes you just have to laugh at the insanity of it all, don't you? I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to, don't, I mean, those are the moments where you feel like you've been dropped in the middle of the bizarro world and you just yeah. can't mm -hmm. believe it, you know? Right. And, and that's a perfectly natural response. It's, it's borderline of, you know, borders on that hysterical laughter, but <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's just because yeah. when you honestly, Every single person has had that experience, some experience in their life that they feel like they've been dropped into this thing from, you know, from some sort of alternate universe. And, yeah, and right. you kind of have to laugh because there's really nothing else to do. Like, I love this. So laugh your way out yeah. of the alternative universe. I love it. Exactly. New tagline. That's great advice. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mary Friend, this has been so much fun. Thank you so, so much for joining us. And we will link in the show notes to all of the funniness that you have out in the digital world. But we always like to give folks a chance as we wind down to just share, you know, what are you excited about? What, you know, if you had one tip to leave with people, what would it be? Where can folks find you in the great big world and laugh along with you? So uh, what do you have coming up that you want to share with all of us? Well, we just, first of all, people can find me. Unfortunately, I'm ubiquitous on social media, not because I love it, but because it's kind of a necessary evil in this world. So right. um, I, my website's uh, maryframbontempo.com, and there's links to everything there, YouTube and and LinkedIn and Facebook and all those places. So there's there's that. Yeah. Um, but I actually just started with a buddy of mine, uh, Kristen Smedley, who also has 
what what started out as a horror story she is raising two blind sons she and her mm. her ex-husband were both carriers of a, a gene that neither one of them had ever even heard of let alone knew they were carrying um and she has managed to take really challenging circumstances and turn them into something wonderfully positive so we started this program called brilliantly resilient and we just mm. um publicly launched it, uh, and Kelly and I were talking about this before we started to record, we publicly launched it in a presentation on uh, this past Saturday, back in March, and um, it's it's just full of life, it's full of light, and it reminds people that they have an inherent resilience, and they have a brilliance and a gift to share with the world. So we're going to be putting that all over the place, and hopefully uh, bringing, it to, bringing it to a town awesome. near you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting because we were talking about, you know, when you do the, if you make a joke and it doesn't land or something like that, like the word that kept going through my head was uh, resilience. And it's something that I really think that people aren't taught enough. And so I love that yeah. you guys are doing this work on resilience and you're doing it with some humor. So we are so excited for that. And hopefully this will help support that effort that you guys are bringing into uh, the greater Philadelphia area or a uh, website or Zoom conference near you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a world tour. We were going to do universe, but we thought that was a bit ambitious. So we're going to stick with the world right now. Start with the world. Start with the world and then see I where it goes. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, well Mary friend, thank you, thank you, enough. thank you so much. This has been so much fun as we absolutely expected it to be. Kelly warned me that we'd laugh the whole time and she was not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both so much. It was delightful. And um, I'm really glad to be able to take this concept into the serious world of business because it's important and everybody in business should be recognizing that um, it can really help you advance your not only your company goals, but your, your goals with your customers. So let's laugh a little, yeah. people. Let's do Sounds it. Sounds like let's great advice. It. We're on it. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing Good Business. We hope you'll tune in regularly, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and most importantly, tell a friend or a few. It's how we can build the critical mass to make the world a better place through business. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business. Learn how you can work with us at doinggoodbusiness.com slash the hosts. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what else you'd like to hear about through our online form on the contact page of doinggoodbusiness.com. We'll see you next time.